Hello everybody and welcome back to LARPs and Talks. We're going to continue discussing our Froth from E4 and we're moving on to Saturday, I believe. But you said you wanted to talk about something Yeah, I forgot like one of my most exciting parts of Friday. Yeah. You well. can't have it. You, you forgot it, it's I'm gone. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. to the, But it was really cool. You get one. Thank you so much. Sorry, because I forgot something as well. Not probably as cool. This as... is, I guess this is Friday part two. Yeah. Then. <laughs> this podcast is falling apart. A little Excellent. bit of a sprinkling of Friday on it's... top of this uh, Saturday cupcake. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. What a beautiful way to put it. Yeah. And also, it's going to be... F- Actually, no, because... Anyway. Um, yeah, so Friday night. Yeah. Uh, after I came back from my skirmish, which I definitely did talk about. Yes, we definitely um, talked about your skirmish. Because you were I, so happy to actually get on one. This I time. came back. Oh, yeah, because I talked yeah. about the fact I was cursed. I burst back through the gates. And after Fantastic. I was somewhat healed, I wandered back to a very disappointed-looking Lady Laudine. But I think it was more um, uh, concerned. I hope it was concerned, because it wasn't really my fault I got cursed. Um, Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. But when we got back, um, Bouncy Spring Mage uh, Viridian um, of the Verdant Glade was there. And he was like, Tristan, we need to get you um, enchanted. So I was like, oh, great, that's fine. Just had a cursed, uh, a curse dragged out of me. Why don't we pump me full of spring magic? Uh, so I was uh, dragged up to the Regio. So for those of you who don't know, uh, a Regio is like a real concentrated area of magic that you need to do rituals unless you have like mm. certain magic items, right? And the one in empire it's called the imperial regio it is surrounded by these big stones that glow blue light and uh we made our way up there and we were, yeah. is that beyond the gate because i don't think i've seen that no you will have seen it do you know where the hall of worlds is uh no i've not been to the hall of worlds so if you're at the sentinel gate yeah. you turn left and go straight up oh there. where the, all the mana stuff yes near Orison. yes near yeah. Orison, yeah, yeah. Um, that's just where I've been told to sell mana potions <laughs> that's why so the reason yeah. is because people need stuff for rituals mm. so you do your rituals and I was queuing for it and I was queuing with Viridian and then the rest of the Verdant Glade Coven <laughs> and they were uh, spring magic for those of you that don't know um, it hurts it itches mm. I think Viridian described it as spring magic healing is like you know that kind of like itch you get when a scab's starting to heal over but you get it continuously for like I don't know a month you're it's making, like that all at once you're making me yeah. feel itchy right now I'm so sorry yeah. but it's like is that all at once and it concentrates and it stings I take it this is where that lovely photo of you is from yes it is yeah. so <laughs> I'm queuing up for the regio and I'm talking to these three wonderful bouncy terrifying spring mages and they're telling me oh it's gonna be fine don't worry um do you have a problem with fire I went uh, I'm not a fan of it. Okay, I'll put it differently. Fire, lightning, or drowning. Which is best for you? I was like, uh, none. None would be ideal. Um, and then, ah, like, oh, that's disappointing. Okay, I'm sure you'll be fine. So mm. I was like, queuing up. To, it was a real fun role play of me, like, shitting myself. Yeah. About being, having spring magic cast on me and such a... Con- and then also, Viridian was going to do a second spring magic casting on me. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> Mm. Uh, so we got to the Regio I stand in the middle and then these three spring mages they all like line up and once uh, like once one after the other start talking to me about being a tree pretty cool they're burning as a tree but surviving <laughs> being stuck in a flood but surviving they've been struck by lightning but surviving for like a good two minutes of me just standing there being like ow ow <laughs> and they came out and they're like that wasn't too bad was it I was like it was fine <laughs> Yeah. And then as they left, Viridian bursts in, just going, Tristan! I'm like, oh, God, here we go again. And and that one was interesting, as I had my my palms cut open by my sword. 
Mm. Um, and I had to think about my like my my soldiers, my military unit, talking about like my right hand man, my the, the crazy lunatic that's also in my uh, military unit. Not you, unfortunately. Uh, it was really, again really cool role play. Collapsed to the ground, and then that's where the awesome photo mm. came from. And then they had to climb up my sword, like holding my sword as I climbed up. Got full of wounds. I wiped a bit of blood on Viridian, but then he healed it for me. We'll have to use that photo as the promo for this. Yeah, episode. I think so. Um, awesome moment. Really yeah. cool. If, if rituals are sick, it looks really immersive. You can see on the photo that you're really into it. Oh, it, it was awesome. And also, this whole time my chainmail had like come off a little bit, so it was uncomfortable. So like the pain was also really there. Yeah. And then afterwards, you I'm just like, like lean into it. <laughs> afterwards, I was like, I need to get back to dawn and take my chainmail off. Um, and then the rest of my night was as I described last episode. I remember I have been to the whole words at uh, world actually. You have. Yeah, it's where I went to Conclave and it drained the magic and joy out of Nietzsche. <laughs> when did that happen? Two. It was two hours. It was E four. E four. Two thousand nineteen. Oh, I hear so when we. I got there. so drunk, and learned so little. <sighs> I couldn't do Conclave. I mean, maybe it's interesting once you get into, like, the magic game. Props but. to you, Conclave people. I just don't have the patience yeah. or the money to pay a man or a minute to speak. Mm, I think if, true. if you're really um, involved in that side of the game and you really understand what's going on there. I know if I went there, I'd probably have no idea what anyone was talking about anyway. Mm, 100%. Oh. Um, you, did you want to have something you want to talk about with your Friday sprinkles? Yeah, yeah. My little Friday sprinkle of the day um, is just that I forgot to mention when I went to the Boar's Head for the first time... The proprietor there was struggling to pour liquid from um, glasses into a bottle. And I just, um, he didn't see me come over. I just went, you know, I've got a funnel in my tent. Uh, and he just went, Kerry. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I managed to exchange that small funnel for a entire weekend of free drinks. Um, oh, I mean, to be fair, I was also helping out at the, the bar as well. And he, but then he gave me a big bottle of alcohol to take home on the Sunday as well. I, I, tell, I got a bunch of free drinks this weekend. Yeah, Tom got handed a bottle of Prosecco as we were leaving. That was out of character. Wow. Yeah. It's just Uncle Nietzsche's such an impactful character. But just being by the right people, I feel, all being in the right tent, someone will go, do you want a drink? I'm like, yes, please. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you can't always accept things for free when you're a freeborn, but I suppose if you're working with people. Yeah, it's yeah. free. It's, free. it's, it's part, of, price. part of the job, isn't it? Yeah. Prosperity. Yeah. Also, yeah. that was like just before out of character on the Sunday. Fair enough. So is that officially our Friday wrapped up? Have you got any yes. sprinkles? Unless you've got any Friday sprinkles. I don't have a I don't think I've got any Friday sprinkles to add on. You good? Yeah, okay. All Move right. on to Saturday. Alright, okay. So Kerry. Okay. First thing Saturday yeah, I was, morning. I was gonna say because yeah. we're gonna be talking for a while. Well, it's only one string, so maybe well, not that long. I've got but... bullet points so I can divide up my bullet points a little bit and go we'll to, take turns. Go to lunchtime and then we'll froth about battle. Okay. One, one thing I did like about my Saturday morning, though, is just... Us... Oh, I was going to say it. Oh, you say it. Were you going to say that when we were sat around boiling our coffee, you'd, like, one by one, all of your Jolly Jackdaws came and congregated? That is my first bullet point. Exactly, yeah. that's what I was going to say. It was a little bit intimidating, almost. Like, I don't know a lot of these people yet. <laughs> there is such a beautiful photo of that moment. Yeah, um, I took a photo, even though it wasn't in character it's yet. A, you're in your pyjamas, which makes it yeah. even better. You're surrounded. You need to get some in-character Nietzsche pyjamas, so you can be there on morning and your oh, Nietzsche pyjamas. fantastic. You know that just means I'm going to steal your real fancy pyjamas. <laughs> I imagine it just means that you're going to wear your Nietzsche shirt and nothing on your trousers, like no trousers. Yes, that's, 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 probably, that's how I imagine Nietzsche sleeps. No, Feels like got, I'm wearing nothing at all. You've got, you've got those big uh, love heart pants is what I imagine. <laughs> you know, the that, classic. Either that or I like a giant t-shirt that's like a dress. You know, like one of those <laughs> like Absolutely. nightgowns. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I've never had a posse in real life. I really love having a posse. Yeah, they're really cool hear that 
Right. Yeah. We like you guys. You're so cool. Yeah. Okay. So, after the congregation and it was officially time in, I made my potions. I met up with someone that I'd met at the boar's head previously. I've just asked them if I can use their names, but I don't think I've got a response back. So if I start using their names later, then you know why. <laughs> um, but yes. So we went up to the god tent together and exchanged our herbs for potions after doing a bit of role play. And then I went over to get my copy of the Ophrite, because when in Anvil by an Ophrite, I guess. And then went to the boar's head to get a copy of the Reckoning, help them put together that, and then they give a pile of those to the academy so that the children can sell them, so I took them down to the academy, because I am the liaison between the boar's head and the academy, and he likes to send me on little jobs to do things. Amazing. I like how that's a thing, you've got a coalition between a place that educates children and a tavern. And a, and a tavern. Yeah, I, I do feel very funny saying that I'm a liaison between a school and a pub. Um, but you, that's you need to start them young, get yeah. used to mead, they'll understand. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And then I bumped into one of your jackdaws. Ryan had got the goose whisper, didn't he? Ryan did get yeah. the goose whisper. And so I'm so I intrigued by hooked him whisper. up with my friend who made him the goose whisper. And in exchange for me hooking them up, and it's part of the deal for him buying it, we had to be privy to all the information. So later on that day, he had to sit down with me and tell me exactly what he saw. And that's written down here, but I'll, I'll get to it when the time comes for it. Let's build the suspense a little that's bit. That's so exciting. You can see, you can see Tristan or Morgan just going, ooh. Oh, I want to goose whisper myself. That's exactly. what I need. I thought, so. I thought you said uh, fantasy drugs was just too cringe. No, you said that. I'm no. all for it. Okay, right <laughs> he said that he wasn't sure if it was heresy. I think it, no, um, yeah, I don't know if it's illegal. It's the bite that I think is illegal, right? Mm. And I remember reading yes. that apparently a bunch of people from the League a few years ago got given bite in their packs to represent the fact people were starting to smuggle into the Empire. So, I mean, mm. I'm not saying I want to take bite, but if anyone finds any bite and fancies... I think just, I might know where you can get some. Of course I mean, I know a ca- I have a suspicion of someone who I think you can get it from because I've heard that he dabbles in some dubious oh, potions well, and I'll be, poisons. I'll be calling the militia straight away. Um, whoop, whoop, sound of the police. <laughs> Maybe I won't tell you my suspicions then. I'm joking. <laughs> okay, so I made the uh, deal about the Goose Whisper and we gave him the Goose Whisper and then he had to go and find a ref to take it because obviously it's a vision. And so we caught up with him later to hear about it. And whilst we were sort of loitering around there, I don't know if you've seen that, there's someone at Anvil who goes around with this like chain necklace thing that's got a little game on it and it spins around, it's like a higher or lower game. All right. And so he sells pork, Crap, pork, pork, pork scratchings. Pork scratchings, millionaire shortbread, or I think there's another kind of cake. And if you buy one off him, then you use that money as like a bet to play the game. And if you win the game, then you get that money, plus possibly more money as well. And obviously you get to keep the cake. So Jack That's actually fun. played it. I mean, my friend played it first, and she, she got close, and then she failed right at the last one, and then Jack played it. And in this game, you go higher or lower, obviously, and you get three turns, and if you win all three, then you win. But there's two special spaces that it can land on. One of them is the Commodore, which is like a penalty space, where you draw a random card and you either lose the game immediately or you have to pay some money to continue or something. So he had to pay two rings to continue. Uh, and then that's number 13, and it goes up to 15, I believe. Mm-hmm. And if you land on 15, you get a crown. Cool. But obviously it's higher or lower, so you've got to land on it as a winning thing. So Jack went, you know what? 13, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go higher. And he went and landed on the crown. Yeah. It was a beautiful moment. It was fantastic. 
Beautiful. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and then I went off to the academy again to just liaise with them about what we could do in the academy section of the newspaper and discuss with them about basically me writing an article about the skirmishes. Mm-hmm. And though they were doing the skirmishes that day, so they said to come back tomorrow for to interview some of the young little adventurers for that. And they were just talking about what they'd like me to do and how I could like sort of relay information to them. Added a couple of them on the book of faces. Um, and I, you know what? I think I will let you guys take over for a little bit and talk about your froth from the battle. So, who wants to start battle froth? Well, I guess. So, it's interesting. I think this will be a bit quicker than our actual battle because it's less yeah. invested interest, I guess. On a, on a low note... I hate to say it, but I was a bit disappointed with uh, the battle this week. Yeah, I, I've heard some out-of-character controversy about how everything went out, but I don't think we should talk about that because we don't really know. Don't really know, but even still, it was just too short. Yeah, I mean, so <clears throat> my experience was the usual thing. Gear up, EMU. Um, we met a guy from... I imagine they're fine with me mentioning them, but well, anyway. Um, guy from Navarre came over to run with us uh, in the Dawn EMU was good fun got to chat to them about some um IC stuff um because i think they were saying they didn't want to they didn't want to they wanted to fight but they didn't want to fight for their nation in case they had to dip out because yeah. they, they said their health's not not ideal so it was pretty but it was really cool to fight with them because i knew them from elsewhere um i always like getting up with the dornish emu it's always good fun like a bit of out of character chat before we go yeah that that's a lot of fun it's a safe space where you can have like a good chat about just get to know each other out it's of character, character. Yeah. uh one thing i really about liked about the league emu this year is it seems to have doubled in size apparently oh, so yeah, i'm thinking okay. that's really good i think it's gone up from like 12 to 20 to I, almost 40 plus i love fighting in the it's, it adds so much character. Anybody who wants to get up a little bit earlier... Get your mask on. ...and get some actual kind of plot whilst you're monstering, I would highly recommend it. We had... There was some awesome stuff going on, which I... We but we basically had the same thing as last time of just Harry the Forces and stop them from doing what they needed yeah. to do. One thing I'm also really disappointed about, just this general monstering, is I have this Helbert, but Helbert can't do Impale? Yes. I feel robbed. Yes. It's well, one, it can't... Yeah. I mean, you can if surely if you have the right class, because mm. some of the classes get different things. They've just never had it in the Jotun where yeah. with a, a helmet I get impaled. They have yeah. it on axe or spear, but two-handed for some reason doesn't. I it guess just... that's pretty overpowered, to be fair. But that's the reason I a got it. Two-handed impale as a monster would be brutal. Uh, you need to smack around some players um, a bit now and again. But we... So we, either, I actually had a really good time, I think because I didn't die quickly, because there was basically no respawns. I didn't die quickly, but I don't think I was going in it as hard as usual because of my ankle. Yeah. Uh, so for those who don't know, I got quite bad tendonitis after E3, mm-hmm. could barely walk on my left foot. Uh, unfortunately, it started again at the week of LARP. was starting to behave, went down it, hurts again. So... I did take my armour to Empire, but Kerry and Jack were like, you're not wearing that. You can yeah, take it, but you won't wear it. it. So the compromise is I could EMU but if it, I just wore Polly and my Gamberson. Yeah. I mean, we... Yeah. And I think it was good because you still got to have a fight. I still got to have a fight. I couldn't run on it. So no. I couldn't really get stuck on it. It's like, you know, where you put your feet down with your helmet and really get into it. You're like... Mm. I think I had, a, I had a pretty good death. 
Um, so we were when we were getting it set up, we saw the we had some Hayak Herald on our side, which yeah. is Summer Eternal, and they had these little bird masks on. Oh, they they actually put some work in with us. I found out they got impaled with every attack. Oh wow! Every attack they could impale. That's powerful. Which is brutal. Um, so whereabouts on the battlefield did you end up? We I basically stayed on the forest side of the line, pushing back on the winter markers. We were on the forest side of the line, but we ended up more with the marchers. Okay, yeah. Uh, so we kind of held those back. Uh, my EMU died very quickly because they got stuck in and oh, no one predicted there would be no respawns this yeah. battle. Yeah, no respawns, which sucked. But I was away, alive for quite a while. I was quite clever as an orc. If I got down to two, I'd be off, get healed and come back again. You see... Yeah, I do. I do the same. I don't want to die. I yeah. would oh, try yeah. and live. Uh, so the main objective for us was to defend the ritual, wasn't it? Yeah, there was, there was a ritual going on, um, and they had to get to the ritual to interrupt it. I think there was some misinformation about how long they thought the ritual lasted. They thought it was half an hour, but it was actually ten minutes. Yeah. So we got the ritual done, and then twice. Pe- twice. Oh, really? And then people. Orcs just started leaving the field? Uh, I got a bit confused because when I was going around the field and after a whole... I was off by the time they all started pouring out. I hadn't died, so I was like, are we done? Are we just walking off? Because the Empire were just coming, slashing us down. But quite a few Orcs were just walking away. I don't know why they were pouring out. Maybe they were told to retreat because we'd done it, but... Yeah. Oh, yeah. I ended up, because I kept coming back and getting healed, Mm. went for quite a few of our healing stuff. And then I had both my legs cleaved. Which meant I was on my knees in front of the line as the line moved away from me, wailing my sword out in front of me. It's like, come and get me, you imperial scum! And trying to lash out of the legs. Got a few people as well, it was good fun. But though this was an interesting one, considering there was only three nations against the barbarian hordes. <laughs> yeah, three I nations. Mean, Wintermark and Navarre just are bigger than all the seven, yeah, exactly. three nations put together. But And then on Sunday we had our seven nation army, which was pretty... Pretty wild. We'll talk about that Sunday, but I'm still gutted I couldn't be there. It was pretty good. <laughs> it was a good fight. Bastard. Especially because I saw your jackdaws, so I would have seen you. It was lovely seeing you, like, see them off, though. We'll get on that on yeah, Sunday, yeah. though. So, yeah, I guess that's the fight. But to be honest, there's not as much to talk about this time. It, it, was, it wasn't a bloodbath like E3, which no. was mwah, chef's kiss with the donut <laughs> of death. Don't say that, because that was my people. Oh, oh no, I don't care about your people. I've seen Wintermark crumble. <laughs> Wintermark gets oh. so much rubbish about their combat. Oh, uh, they do. No, hey, Wintermark, are they joking? No. Oh. It is funny, though, isn't it? <laughs> it's fine, they've got the most people to spare. No, again, I'm the, taking the The difference is between Navarra and Wintermark in that regard. Like They've both got like a mass amount of players, and it's like five people difference. Yeah. But Navarra have so many meetings <sighs> and like, also, standings about... Things. He was just weak because apparently they've been teaching the line fighting, which is just not how Navarre fight. Mm. I don't, I'm not Navarre. I shouldn't be well, calling Plus, if you're a uh, winter marker, oh no, we forgot the fortifications. What do we do? Ah, it's fine. We'll just build a wall of winter mark corpses. <laughs> winter marker doesn't feel like the right word for that. I call them winter folk. Winter folk sounds better, to be fair. Yeah, winter folk. Or the winter marked. Yeah, the winter <laughs> marked by winter. Winter is coming. So then the rest of my Saturday, so I Not I feel comfortable time. talking about this as well because this is post-downtime. Okay, cool. So downtime at this point should be closed, um, so I'm happy to talk about what I, because I don't want to persuade people with this. Yeah. So my Saturday was, in fact, my whole weekend 
my character has recently become very interested in stopping the um, Valorn. Very interested. Waste of time, waste of time. They are real, Tom. <laughs> they exist. Um, and there is an opportunity to go to Brakeliand towards the heart of Teruniel. The detail, the heart of the Valorn. Now, the detail for this is that an eternal Rionos, I think, who likes adventuring, has basically seen the Empire's done loads of adventuring recently, and was like, hey, I've got this old golden cauldron, right? And it's, it's really old. Magic is going. We've got one use of it left. If you eat something from... If you eat food from a cauldron, typically onion soup, uh, you will become immune to diseases, to Valorn miasma, to all these horrible things, to venom, which means you can go into Valorn-infested territory and not worry about getting fucked up by it. Um, which means that we, for the first time ever, if we get enough people, we can see the heart of the Valorn, which is like, well, one of the hearts of the Valorn, which is like where all they like respawn or where all like their central power is that gives them all their life. It'll be the first time. Now, the win, I keep seeing conflicting information about this. The wind said we'd be the first people to see a Valorn heart and survive. So one has been destroyed before, about 300 years ago, but I have to assume that people died. Mm. Um, so it'd be the first people to see it. And it would bring us closer to knowing the thing that will kill the Valorn once and for all. You say we'll see it and survive. That's optimistic well, thinking. If they survive, no, no, we will. Oh, we will. So that's what we've said. If we get enough people, so I think it's fifty thousand strength to get there. Okay. We will survive. I reckon this will be the big one. I reckon they will get fifty thousand people. <sighs> it no has to. So because I spent my so it on the Friday. I kind of mentioned this. I was talking to Earl's council, and mm. then we were all talking about going to the barons. I I was representing my Earl, and I was like, "Hey guys, we should go to." Brickelliand, we should go deal with this forlorn heart. Didn't get a great reception, I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, okay, this isn't the place to do it. I was like, I'm going to go speak to people one-on-one and try and convince them. So my Saturday was filled with me going from camp to camp to camp, going like, hello, uh, I'm Citrus and Ackerman of House Dulac. Uh, would you be able to point me in the direction of your Earl? I'd like to speak to them about their military forces and where they're sending them. Mm-hmm. That was the line I used all week. I did a bit of it on Friday night as well kept going to speak to people. I kept being like, hey, where are you sending the military? And the answer would usually be the barons. Mm. And I'd usually go, all right, cool. Can I convince you otherwise? Um, and I spent all of my weekend going from camp to camp being like, hey, can you... And I spoke to quite a few people. I managed mm. to swing quite a, few people, quite a few people around. Quite a few houses I spoke to went, yeah, cool, I'm already going there. Yeah. Um, but it was a... Re- and it was with the advice we have given of find a wind of fortune or a wind of war... Be and very. Make it. sure you are like like about it. latch onto it. Do what you can to mm. do something with it. So I took this window wall and I was like, "We are going," and I'm going to convince as many people as possible we can go. And then I also tee up with, "Oh, by the way, the mage of our house, Viridian, is casting merciless wrath of the Reaver on people, uh, particularly people who are going to go to Brakeliand uh, for four mana crystals and a crown, or just a throne if you don't have the mana crystals." And that will give you loads of stuff if you go to Brakeliand. Yeah. So we got together, and basically as a house, we, like, stormed it. We were talking to everyone, convinced loads of people, got them all enchanted. Um, I think we worked out, I think he cast it 25 times, and we worked out something like we, we as a house, were responsible yeah. for, like, 5% of the force that would get us to the maximum. Yeah. So as a house, just, just us, just us two, were able to get that much force. So we were really happy with what we'd managed to do. Um, hopefully the people I spoke to remained convinced. Um, I tried to make sure people knew where they were going, what they wanted to do. So I hope everyone, but nonetheless, even if we failed it, 
amazing experience. Yeah, good role play. I got to speak to so many um, people that I've never spoken to before, so many nobles, um, and Yofo can kept being like, hey, where are you sending your military units? Hey, where are you sending your military units? Can I ask where are you sending your military units? Mm-hmm. Constantly, all weekend. And people kept trying to stop me. And I was like, I, you kept, we kept meeting, and you kept being like, we were going different places. This happened all the time. You'd be like, oh, Tristan, da, da, da. I'd be like, oh, Nietzsche, I've got stuff to tell you as well. Can you walk? And you're like, I'm going this way. I'm like, oh, I'm going this way. <laughs> One day to... in Empire, we will walk the same way. Mm-hmm. One day. When you're going to Dawn for contracts. That's what... But you were going the other way. Mm-hmm. I was, you were leaving Dawn. Yeah. Well, because I think at the time I was going to Navarre to try and find their senator. So was... I think it's just because our camps are at the opposite end of the field. Yeah, so we just always have to go in the opposite direction to get somewhere. Yeah, it has to be. Um, but yeah, it was, um, it was... That was really good fun. That was a big portion of my Saturday. Not all of it, but like a big portion mm. of it. Um... Tom, Kerry, who wants to go? Who wants to go next? Yeah, I think the next will be your turn, isn't it? So, after the battle, the Jackdaws decided to go for lunch. <laughs> what? I know, really? right? Lunch at Moorish. So this was our first little Jackdaws meeting over lunch. Uh, I think we were trying to work out because we forgot on the Friday night. We were working out and voting on, or voting on the method of. If Nietzsche dies or Nietzsche fails to, uh, excuse me, if Nietzsche dies or Nietzsche fails to make it to Anvil, who takes my place? Because obviously we need a successor, a successor to take over when mm. gone. Who will be the new uh, counter It's still a bit up in the air. I picked two because two were interested. Reiner and Modesto, my captain of contracts and my captain of trade. Okay. So, we're going to see how that goes. It'll be interesting. Just don't die before you work it out. Well, I think yeah. Reiner seems more interested in going to, like, Merchant Princess meeting in my stead. Modesto's fantastic at making contracts. So, providing they can work together, the Jackdaws should hopefully survive. I hope I don't come back to E3 next year if I'm not there and at E2. And it's just civil war. The Jackdaws <laughs> are gone, fractured, disbanded, destroyed. Imagine that, a civil war with four people on you've each got, side. You've got the Jollies. You've got the Jackdaws. It's a nightmare. Friday, 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 Friday. Oh, but it was a nice little lunch. Uh, just deciding what jobs we we're going to do. Like just seeing how nice it was to meet everyone, working out everyone's skills. Uh, a new member came down who can make it on Friday, so he came to introduce itself, himself. Uh, we decided that my jackdaws were going to go on to a contract, uh, no, not contract, a skirmish after lunch. So uh, we sent our runner to go and grab our dear Dornish friend, Purnell, because he, would, he said he would give us aid if we so needed it. So he goes running off, comes back, about 20 minutes later with Pennell and a very pissed off looking Dornish Earl with him. And so begins the story of Contract Quest. Uh... So, the uh, Dornish Earl in question was from House De Rosa, or De Rossa, however you pronounce it, I think I'll pronounce it De Rossa. Uh, and she comes in saying, did you, Jackdaws, <laughs> tell a Varushkin that my sister has put a hit out on his life? <laughs> you were like, yes. And we were like, yes. Uh, 
We were a bit miffed off because this Earl came storming in just as we were finishing our dinner and said, I was, we, I literally said the minute before, right Jack Dawes, looks like we've got a nice afternoon off. You can go and do what you will. We'll meet you at the military meeting. That all got derailed by the century. <laughs> so, Fuck's sake. she's explaining now that this, uh, Joke, I say in inverted commas because it wasn't a joke. We got offered money to do this But apparently she was very drunk. She doesn't remember saying it yeah, even, even though a likely story even though apparently she even went to Navari assassins uh, <laughs> Yes, the Vrushkin had now gone into hiding and was finding Vrushkins for support To take down the threat on his life <laughs> You've caused a bit of trouble. We didn't know yeah, such no. thing. We were vigilant and warned <laughs> an innocent member of the Empire. Virtue defence. Virtue defence. <laughs> of a threat on his life. So, we eventually degree, agreed, a contract of mouth at the time, that if we go and help them, they would owe us a favour. <laughs> so, this is our second contract to Empire. So, I gather my jackdaws... We gather our, our weapons, and we march off to find the Varushkin in question. Um, we find them in one of the bars. I can't remember which bars it was. I think it was the Grapevine? The Grapevine's so are in high ground, I think. So he's there. Oh no, he's near the hospital, but his right. friends are near there. We see him. We try to approach. He draws his weapon. Oh my god. We decide to leave the other five jackdaws, six jackdaws, no, five jackdaws at the back, me, Modesto, Pernell, and Salt, and the Cell, go up and try to speak and reason with this uh, Verushkin. This unreasonable Verushkin. Completely unreasonable. I mean, we warned him. Why would he possibly suspect a heavily armed leaguish flock of wanting to threaten his life? Oh dear. It was quite fun because they were like having a bit of a like shouting match at the uh, between in between the hospital and the grapevine of was she joking? Was she not? His offended honor, her offended honor, yada yada yada. It was fantastic. Eventually, Modesto, with a bit of uh, charm from me as well. Of course, charm's default. If I'm there, the charm's been switched on. Managed to agree in form of contracts that if the Dornish woman in question apologised and kissed the Varushkin sword, just the tip, in public, in front of a large number of Dornish nobles, that this feud would be forgotten. Oh, Christ. This is after about half an hour of writing contracts with legal witnesses, uh, rewording from victim to insulted party, yada, yada, yada. We finally got the contract written. Now, this was apparently going to happen in front of a Dornish wedding ceremony that was taking place that evening. Of course. So, it was in good interest that this went off right. So, yeah, that was our afternoon uh, doing contract quest. 
We'll get back to Contrast Quest Part 3 oh, later this evening. Oh, when we talk about the evening. Yeah. Which I presume we're doing two episodes for Saturday. I don't, we know, last I don't time. know. We'll see how it goes. I mean, I still have quite a lot to talk I about. Still, <laughs> I still have quite a lot to talk about as well. But yeah, part, part one for those vigilant viewers was back in Wise Guys on Friday night when we decided yes. to warn this mm. Varushkin about the death threat. Key near lessons will know. I, fu- I fucking love this plot because it's not a PD event. It's just one line of dialogue that has now sprouted into a massive minor international incident. Well, it's, it's fantastic how easily that happens at Empire. Oh, yeah. Like, things can spiral. For, I mean, yeah. I mean, you you make a couple of decisions yes. and say the wrong thing. And well, all of a sudden... someone says the wrong thing. Not me, actually. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I've waffled on for a bit. Uh, after this, I dismiss my jackdaws off mm. to uh, go prepare for a skirmish. Yeah. And we said we'd arrange to meet at the National Block meeting later on the afternoon. Mm. So, Tristan, what did you get up to next? I must say, like a majority of my thing was much the same. It was a lot of kind of going between people, being like, hey, can you come here? Can you do that? Um, again, some really good RP experiences. But then I was also... So I'd been talking to Lady Lordine all kind of... A lot of my weekend is also spent, like, in between moments, seeing Lady Lodi and being like, hi, do you need anything? And her being like, yes. I'm like, okay, cool. And then we'll spend a while speaking to ambassadors and stuff. Yeah. But she'd started, I think I mentioned this last episode, the Order of the Argent Lily, which was a sect of exorcists. Um, and this was going to become in particular use because we needed a lot of exorcists yeah. on Sunday. Because um, there was a lot of tortured souls that were going around. So we were like, we're going to need exorcists. So we were doing a fair amount of... I was like, is there anything you need? And she was like, we need Liao. I was like, how much? And she was like, as much as you can get. And I was All like, the Liao. Right. And everyone I spoke to, have you got any Liao? Oh, no. Have you got any Liao? Oh, a little bit. Um, and had basically a, a long, long, long conversation with a lot of people um, about where their Liao was going. Um, and then I think... This kind of thread followed when I doing this. Spoke to a couple of ambassadors at this point um, about their immortal souls. Uh, found out that we couldn't speak to the ambassador to Asavea because there was no longer an ambassador to Asavea because we are now at war with Asavea. Something about us sacking an entire city, I think that upset them. Mm. I, I can see why they'd be a little miffed. I, don't, I think they're definitely overreacting. I think sacking a city isn't a reason to go to war, but no. <laughs> um, so we, yeah, spent a lot of time... Um, Hunting down ambassadors and then getting Liao, and then following up to Earl's council. After that, I'll go into after you've spoken for a bit. But yeah. I found myself personally in debt for quite a lot of money. Yeah, how much money? Oh, how much is Liao? Do you reckon? Uh, two out of the league. It's two crowns a pop. Two crowns, yeah. sixty crowns. <laughs> so that's what. 30, 15, seven, seven and a half thrones, I think. Yeah, uh, two crowns of pop is kind of the standard, maybe a bit cheaper than yeah. usual, but it's still a lot. Yeah, so about seven and a half thrones in debt. <laughs> That's where I was How much at. money do you have? Uh, two at, at the time, I had just under two thrones. It's fine. It was Viridian's problem. He's the house seneschal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, Kerry, what were you up to? Yeah, so around the time you had lunch, Nietzsche, and I found you and your jackdaws because I had some information to gather about Goose Whisper. Okay. And also, I had to take you to sell your green iron because I'd found someone who wanted to buy it. Um, so, 
once I'd gathered the information about the goose wrist, I'd written down notes and then I went to go and find my friend who I have got um, permission to use his name, so I will, if I can pronounce it. Kaifen, I believe it was. So the two Navari that I spent the entire weekend were called Kaifen and Avenin. I think that's how you pronounced it. You can write in, guys, if I'm saying that wrong. Um, so I found them and we went to a lovely bubble tea house in the Brass Coast. I got a nice tea. Is that the um, one I put, like told, like mentioned to you guys about? I put one in like our group chat. Pop, like, probably bubble tea and gin or something. Mm, I don't know. They're definitely we're selling gin. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, so, would you like to hear the Goose Whisper Yeah, mission? so, just a reminder, so Goose Whisper makes you see the future. Yeah, it's meant to be, I think, a message from your ancestors, or like, a vision for the future given to you by your ancestors. And it's supposedly something that will happen, that event, but it, by the sounds of it, is very much like a dream where things are more, what's it called, representational? It sounds really heretical. Like, it, really it heretical. Does. It does. So, I don't Like, know. how is that allowed? Perhaps that's some research we should gather uh, for the, ne- at the yeah. next event. Yeah, that's cooked. That's yeah. no good. I'm very intrigued. Well, maybe it's because it's so indirect. Because but also, how We it... still haven't figured out what this vision even really means, so you can help me interpret it. But also, like, how is it possible? Because everyone's in the labyrinth. How? Who are they speaking to? Maybe oh. it's a message from the labyrinth, and that's why I get so cross. Garbled. Go garbled, yeah. I'm so, I'm so, anyway, go on. Right, so, Reiner sat down with me and he told me that when he drank the Goose Whisper, which, by the way, don't drink Goose Whisper, you're meant to, like, sniff it, um, you're not meant to drink it, and he was told that when he was sold it, um, but he, the fizz rep was vodka, so he drank it anyway, and apparently it didn't go down too smooth, um, as Goose Whisper wouldn't, because no, you're not meant to I, I re- drink it. I reckon that's one of those, because when you get, like, the oil cards, if you open them, it'll say, yeah. like, on the right, or the effects up on the left, it'll be like, if you drink this, these things will happen. I don't think there's anything for that, but they should put it in. Why have I hired this idiot as my accountant? <laughs> <laughs> he was told, like, twice not to drink it, and then he went off and drank it. But you damn it, Reiner, if you're listening. <laughs> but, yeah, but he still had a vision. Um, so, originally, after drank it, he blacked out, and when he... <laughs> could see again when his vision came back he was standing in front of a large stone coliseum and he wasn't sure where it was he said possibly Tosato, possibly high guard he didn't know it, it was brilliant he whenever i saw him afterwards he was just pretending to be cross-eyed for a good five minutes <laughs> like who are you where am i <laughs> oh well there you go he's got um got some sideways i bet you the ref told him maybe mm, to do that well yeah um, i mean i'm sure he has good ideas of his own but um, potentially a raft. Doubt it. He drinks goose whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not the uh, smartest idea. So no, you know, guy, kids, don't drink goose whisper. Um, <laughs> Sniff it instead. <laughs> yeah. right, don't do goose whisper, guys. Goose whisper enema. Ew. Tom. <laughs> so, when the Colosseum faded, he sort of re-emerged inside the Colosseum, or the, the vision of changed it being inside the Colosseum, and he saw four people... There were two of them on thrones and two of them were champions that seemed to be fighting for the people on the thrones. And there were military banners everywhere. He didn't recognise them. He wasn't sure if they were foreign nations or anything. But do that what we will. So one of the people who was sat on the throne was an orc lady uh, who was leaning forward, looking very inquisitive, hand on her chin. And her champion was a huge human Someone very big, very muscular. I think the mountain off Game of Thrones. <laughs> well, that's what I was thinking of. And he just looked ready to kill. Whereas on the other throne, there was a grotesque, obese brute of a man. 
and he just looked disgusted and uncaring. And his champion was a perhaps six or seven-year-old child um, who was decorated in ten colours, which, which he recognised as one being for each nation. Um, and that's sort of where the vision fades out. So I don't know what you think about that. I can see Tris is looking very contemplative right now, trying to work it out. Okay, here's my thought, here's my thought. Here's yeah. Thinking, right. Big oh, break time. I don't know if we should say this. I'm not looking people's thoughts. I'm going to mute the microphone. In fact, Alex, just cut this bit out. Right, okay. Okay. <laughs> so... show <laughs> yeah sorry for that little interlude yeah that was yeah okay some I'm interesting, interesting ideas there I'm, I'd be interested to hear other people's if you yeah, have any I'm ideas right. please comment down below <sighs> yeah <laughs> cool. it's quite funny when I found Reiner after you'd given him the goose whisper he was yeah. like who are you who am I what am I doing to this place I can't so tell like you was... on Friday night after the codeine and wine yeah <laughs> <laughs> codeine and wine can't tell if it was fucking with me I was like you know what you carry our box, so I'm just going to take our coffers Oh, is that off why you, you have the coffers? Yeah. <laughs> so, the very important thing, the last thing I've got to mention about my afternoon was the smut hunt that me and my new friends I am went s- on. going on a smut hunt. We're going on to find on. some weird ones. I am super gutted. I have not been able to find Empire Snut. 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 I've got some in my bag. Oh, I'm going to have to read it. Someone what came... about Lorenzo's hole? Some... Someone... <laughs> Someone came up to me when I was trying to do contract quest for Modesto. I was like, ooh, I'll buy some smut. Unfortunately, the person who wrote that smut had died, so it became like a historical artifact, so we were selling it for a throne and a half. Oh, fuck off. That is too rich for Uncle Nietzsche's blood. Do you think that was his previous character who'd written it? I don't know, but <laughs> I think someone else had bought the previous one, or so they say, a, a well, throne and a half, so that was too rich for me. Well, we managed to find an actual piece of smut in Navarre, and then we also managed to find a publication which reviews smut. So not only do I have some smut, I have some intel on which is the good smut. <laughs> um, and they also announced to us that there would be a smut reading later on that evening, which we had planned to go to, though we ended up having our own private smut reading where we made Jack read in front of everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Jack. Because... I bet Jack has some sultry tones Ooh. to go with that smut. So we were sat around in the Drunken Goose and... People were talking about, these these guys were sat there talking about their ambition, which was to inscribe smut onto somebody's soul, um, which you need an awful lot of, I think, Leal for, I think it was. Was it, um, oh, fuck, what's it called? Hang on, someone spent Leal. They haven't spent it, but they're trying to raise the money and find someone who is willing to have smut inscribed out, on their soul. Out of all the weekends, you could be wasting <laughs> Don't Leal. waste your fucking Leal. I mean, it might not have been Leal. No, I don't no, know. If it might have been Manor. If but it's soul stuff, it is, because that's is, yeah. called, um, oh, everyone's people screaming at me right now. Testimony. Testimony is when you put words on well, people's soul. They definitely didn't have enough Leal to do it. Uh, and anyway, they ended up giving Jack um, a piece of smut to read like he was obviously reading it in his head to begin with and I was like hang on mate <laughs> if you're gonna read it read it out loud so he stood <laughs> up and he gave us a reading oh, which was beautiful. fantastic not only because he was reading smut but also because he usually wears glasses but doesn't take them to Empire and it was getting dark at this point <laughs> <laughs> 
but you did pretty well to say that you probably couldn't see very much. I love, I love that everyone. If everyone's like me, is that I always look very serious, at Empire, because mm. I'm not wearing my glasses, so I'm squinting the whole time. I'm like. <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> I thought you looked quite grumpy in all yeah, the pictures. I always look grumpy because it looks like I'm thinking back I'm squinting to look because I can't see shit. Next thing on my little list of noty notes is the National Block Meeting. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, as you know from previous episodes, before or after battle, the League will have a National Block Meeting. Uh, this was actually our captain's meeting since we didn't have one the night bef- on Friday night since mm-hmm. we weren't taking the field. And we have to wait for the Imperial War Scouts to get back with the information so we know what we're facing. Uh, I went to the National Block meeting. The Jackdaws didn't because they were meant to be going on a skirmish. Do you know the mechanics of the War Scout? Do you know like how that I happens? Know. I have no idea. I'm so intrigued as to how they f- like what they're doing to find the information out. If anyone knows, please contact Larps and Tarts. Do they just like go to God, roll a D20, and hope for the best, and get a certain amount of information? Like I don't. Do you think they just like sit, have to sit out in the woods all night, just looking at what they're doing? Just like who's out there? Seven What's going? No, they maybe just they... got to lie down with their ears. Un- unless around. it's like how many resources they can get invested in their scouts yeah. or something. Yeah, I'm very intrigued. If anyone could let us know, I'd be really interested to know. Mm. Yeah, the keen-eared uh, amongst you must have heard when I said my uh, jackdaws were meant to go on a skirmish. Unfortunately, there seems to be a lot of issues again this eve with bouncing. Oh, uh, yeah. Apparently, a lot of people were forcing their ways to fronts of skirmishes and overtaking. It's just not good. As we said, we don't know what the answer is to the skirmish. But No, I don't know because I feel like there are skirmishes... Because I know that there are skirmishes that are designed for certain people to go. It's just like it makes sense, for, for example, Dawn mm-hmm. to go on one or League to go on one. But I don't know how you organise that without it feeling too out of character. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's a case of like names in hats or speaking to... I, I don't know. I think only one made it through the gate. The rest were bounced. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I digress. Uh, the meeting didn't last too long because the League were also meant to go on another skirmish at about five o'clock. Mm. So, yeah, uh, we got a lot of information. Uh, we knew we were going to fight marshlings. Oh. We knew they were going to be cursed souls. Oh. We knew they was meant to be a miasma, but it wasn't. Good. Uh there was going to be Druge's sentence bearers, which I know were a oh, big pain Jesus. in the ass for you guys. We found out we were going to need Truva Vane oh in bucket God. loads, Cerulean, Cerulean Mazarin, and a f- Imperial fuckton of Liao. Oh, for a skirmish. Not for a skirmish, that was the the main battle battle. the next day. Oh, I see, I thought this was for the skirmish. Oh, no, the skirmish was happening after. I was getting mixed up. Yes, this all sounds very accurate. Yes. Uh, So this is why, if your nation has them, I would advise any player to go to them. It bonds you with the people you're fighting with and gets you prepared for the next day. Sorry, go to what? National blocks, meetings. Like a meeting for your army. It prepares you for what's in store. It gets you to know your the people you're fighting with. And do you really want to be there in the morning to your general? What we're doing? To be fair, I don't think that's as doable for many nations because the league, your block is really small. Yeah, it's getting bigger. But like, if you think Dawn is... What Huge. happens usually with Dawn is I think the Lance, yeah. the Lance leaders will go to the general, And they'll tell you. And they'll yeah. tell you what's going on. Um, I suppose that's one of the good things about having a medium to small nation that's then split off from the mercenaries. We can actually inform everyone who's fighting yeah. their block. And I think that's one of the reasons we do so well. Yeah. Everyone goes, so everyone know, one knows what's going on. Yeah. Uh, it was also intriguing to go because it was the 
first time the new general was sitting there, oh, so I want okay. to see how everyone reacted to the new general. But he's promised the National Bloc that they can have their autonomy, because he's high up in the Crimson Reapers. He said he won't get involved. He said, why fix a ship that's not... Yeah, that ain't no purpose fixing my brand. Exactly. Like, it'll be interesting to see if he means that promise, but hey-ho, this is the joy of empire, a highly sneaky political game. Mm. Uh, so after that was done, I went out on a hunt for any resources I could get my hands on. Before the battle. Before the battle on Sunday, I had to fill our coffers. Because our coffers had been emptied by the egregores buying the drinks. <laughs> so I, Reiner had spent all morning filling the coffers up again since he lost the money on the drinks. Excellent. And then I went out and spent the money again on getting That's stuff to keep so them alive. That, oh, okay. Keep it, I, I like the idea that he's like, oh, thanks for filling the coffers. You take the money, you go for drinks. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you probably need to fill them again. Yeah, no, 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 no. Uh, I did go... F- oh, no. One thing I did before that. I got... All my jackdaws anointed. Oh, nice. What virtue? Uh, some did pride, some did ambition. Nice. From nice. my really good friends, and I always know I appreciate you guys because you're great players and help everyone. The first spark carter in uh, the league. Yeah. D- dangerous. They are, can I just say, they are dangerous auras to give someone before a fight, especially against the Druze. Yeah, but we're the league. It's what we <sighs> focus yeah, in. Yeah, I know. It dawns full of pride. And every time... Uh, yeah. <laughs> so those guys are just finishing lunch... To which I ask, okay, can you give us uh, an anointment? Okay, yeah, good. How many are they? Uh, there's eight of us, and then there was Penel and his lot as well. Did you pay for the Liao? Uh, we had free Liao to give them, mm-hmm. and then we paid for the rest. But because we're League, and they're so nice, they give us a good price. Every other nation, they'll charge a bit extra. But nice. I really get on with the guys. They're so nice That's and good. helpful. Unfortunately, it turns out, because, annoyingly... Because they were all bounced from the skirmishes, and then there wasn't a miasma the next day, we didn't actually need the anointment. So that's funny because that is um, why that is what I spent a lot of my evening telling people. Yeah, was don't get anointed. We need the fucking real. You see, we did get, thought we get anointed because we thought we were going on those skirmishes. It's a bit of a difficult, a fucking difficult one to track. You don't know if you're going to get bounced, but you don't want to go in into, with your character in an unprepared decision. Yeah. Position, sorry. It's difficult. I'd rather get the anointment because it's only a crown for us each. Maybe a bit more from each of the nations, but hey ho, it's to each of his choice. Uh, yeah. Plus, it's a cool little role playing effect at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, I'd already been anointed because I was going to a field with my asthma. Yeah. Um, so I've been anointed with loyalty. Um, which is a which is a, a also a dangerous one because you tend up running after people who've been anointed with pride and nearly die. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they, they were really good. Uh, had a few drinks with them, discussed some uh, business that I wanted to propose for future events. Uh, they had a couple of people who came around who actually had a lot of Liao to sell, who sound, sold it as prosperity prices. Well, not as choose your own price, but a crown, mm-hmm. which for Liao that day was a fucking bargain. I think quite a lot of people were getting gouged out of Liao. So yeah, I, which was, uh, I think there's going to be, uh, if people can, if we can find out what it is, there's going to be Inquisitions, because that's, the, to do that was fucking reprehensible. Yeah, so me and the Quartermaster of the National Bloc yeah. both bought up that Liao for our troops at a good price, so yeah. that was a massive help. Next, I walked 
back over to Dawn to see my good friend Purnell. <laughs> After he got back from skirmish. All of you spend so much time in the most glorious nation of the Empire. It's wonderful. I didn't spend that much. I came to find you to sell your potion, which is very cute because then you made me put on sun cream. Uh, and you were like, come to, come with the tent to me. Now come with me to my tent. I'll give you some sun cream. Protect yourself. But uh, it was great because he was playing a card game, happy as Larry. Uncle Nietzsche's hand just emerges and pats him on the back. It's like, Penel, my old friend. It's time to pay that favour. It's time to pay the price. So, those who remember, he owed us a throne's worth of favours. So I called in a throne's worth of Truvervain. And did he give you it? He gave it all. He he didn't look too happy about giving us all his Truvervain and the Melixia Vitae. Oh my god. But, my friend, it was for a good cause. It was for the Empire. You did a good thing. Yeah, but also, like, don't get in debt to a guild with vague terms. Because <laughs> you don't know what they're going to call in. I think it's a perfectly oh, fair I think, phrase. I think that is the best case oh, yeah. scenario, is being asked for resources rather and than, like... Any other summit, no one would be bothered about you taking the true vein because no. it's always in so much excess. It, it's, it was a bit of a gutting one. On one hand, a favour could be anything. On the other hand, we were broken, we needed the herbs. Oh, yeah, no, you, you did the right thing there. So, yeah... Uh, what else have I done? National block meeting. Is this to the evening now? Uh, yeah, other than uh, after the block meeting, also having the jackdaws in a line, marching up and down, telling them what to expect tomorrow in the morning battle as like a general cane Cantankerous old commander marching along. I love, I love Kane Nietzsche with a cigar. I think Kane Nietzsche's going to become a thing. Oh, Kane Nietzsche with a cigar is... Per- you need to get a way to affix a cigar at the top of your cane so you can smoke it off the That'd top of awesome. your cane. Yeah. But that takes me to my evening oh, anyway. Good. Yeah.